Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 116. I'm Evan Addison. And I'm Liz Addison. And we're married. We're married. <laughs> to each other. We so, got married, yeah, to each other. If you didn't know, we have dated in the past. <laughs> we have dated in the past? That sounds like we were on again, off again. You are my ex-girlfriend. We have dated. Yeah. And now my wife. Technically, I'm your ex-girlfriend. We have been dating for... Nearly, the duration of this nearly podcast. Nearly eight years, the whole duration that. of this podcast. And now we're married. We are. And we haven't talked about it in the podcast. And now we have to because we're married. <laughs> we changed our last names to be the same one. And if you have ever been married or have been involved in a wedding, you understand perhaps now maybe why this year has been a little inconsistent yeah, from a, little a podcasting light. perspective. <laughs> a little episode light, if you want to... Uh... We're... A little busy. But now we're done. Not anymore. And now we're married. And now we can podcast all we want. To our heart's content. And of course, as the horror freaks that we are, we did get married in October. Hell yeah. We were going to get married later in October and that ended up not being an option, which I'm happy about now because it's fucking cold in Chicago. So we made the right decision. But, you know, we were, we were originally planning on getting married like October 28th or something dumb like that. I do feel dumb. I don't know about that. I do feel like the entire... Like, the whole podcast has changed now. Like, we could be open about it. That we're married? Yeah. Yeah. We were very coy about a relationship <laughs> for a long time because it was like, you know. It's not relevant to the podcast. But now there's no avoiding it. Hey, stick to the, you know, don't talk about us being married all the time. <laughs> stick to the content. So if you've ever had your theories or you shipped us, congratulations. <laughs> you are right. Or if you're like, oh my god, they argue a lot. I hope they're not together. <laughs> Too bad. We fucking are. <laughs> Forever. Yep, that's how marriage works. But this week, we're going to talk about the 1986 film, Chopping Mall, which comes not, from Shudder. Not the most romantic of films. Not, not now, the most this, appropriate for being the first post-wedding watch. Irrelevant to the wedding. This is not a wedding episode. It is not. It's just the first one we're reading. What, wait. What movie would you do? What horror movie would you do if you were doing like a wedding episode? We've done Ready or Not. I was literally about to say, too bad we already did Ready or Not. It's not too bad. I'm fine with us having done that. Uh, there's plenty of, you know. The Invitation, your favorite movie of 2022. Oh, the new one. <laughs> yes, the new wedding oriented The Dracula invitation. one, not yes. the Karen Whoa, Kasama spoilers. one. spoilers. Sorry. Spoiler alert for The Invitation 2022. Should I redact that? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fine. Uh, Chopping Mall is a Jim Wynorski film. It's a Roger Corman, Roger and Julie Corman film, which is more important, and it's on Shutter. And it's a really fun slasher. I, I don't liked know. it. Would you recommend this to people? Because I, I would. I would. I would. I would. For sure. Especially in the spooky season that we are in now. Um, it's. I guess it's not really spooky. It is about robots. <laughs> so, like, it's not like... It's not like, um, was Julie Corman and, uh, did they do Saturday the 14th? They did. Julie Corman specifically was the lead on, uh, the producer. Yeah. Yes. So I was reading a lot of similar kind of like discussions in the trivia about Roger and Julie and Saturday the 14th. I think we said this at the time that it was like, that is just like Halloween heaven. 
Yeah. It's just yeah. like monsters and it's goofy. Reju- it's, and it's goofy. Fun, it's and so there there is a Dracula-esque character who's walking around with a Transylvanian accent. Like it's fun as hell for the spooky season. This is not that, because again, it's very it's much more like Robocop than than Halloween spooky. Um Robocop is similarly about robots, and it is similarly a it's an anti-technology sort of thing, is what I'm saying. Anti-capitalism and anti-technology. Yes. This film is fun. It's, it's not smart. Robocop is smart. Yes, that's not the point that I'm making. Um, it's just that it's more about, yes, as you said, capitalism, yeah, yeah, anti-technology, yeah. than it is about, like, woo, monsters. You know what I mean? I mean, one does not want to be trapped in a mall with killbots. No. So that's scary to me. Yeah, not spooky. I think it's the, not the, spooky, the word but spooky, it is. I was scary. using the word spooky. Everyone's favorite Hulu category: scary, spooky. not spooky. Scary, not spooky. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> you had also a mall horror movie, Dawn of the Dead. Is it really? Yeah. Have you not seen that. Dawn of the Dead? No, I've never seen Dawn of the Dead. I've Neither. Seen... Neither the Zack Snyder nor the George Romero. No. No. I watched the trailer for the Zack Snyder a lot when I was younger. It was one of those first. It was one of the first things I would repeatedly search on YouTube because it was so scary. It, like, really frightened me. Um, the trailer? The, the trailer, specifically. So I've always wanted to watch it. The beginning of the trailer, this is so off topic, I'm so sorry. The beginning of the trailer is a woman waking up in her bedroom and her daughter coming into the bedroom and being like, Mommy, I can't sleep. And then the daughter, like, lashes out at her. And it really, really, really freaked me out when I was a kid. What are the, what, why is the daughter lash out I her? don't know. I've never seen oh, the movie. Pretty solid inner circle mall horror movie. I liked it a lot. I think that what was really interesting for me uh, from the jump is that like malls, I think there should be more mall horror movies because the idea of a mall is very specific and very scary to me. I spent a lot of time in the mall growing up um, because I grew up near the King of Prussia Mall, which is- Many suburban teenagers do. Well, no, but I had special because King of Prussia Mall is the second biggest mall in the country. So like you could live there. You could be there for weeks and no one would ever know that you were living in the mall. Are you excited for our Mall of America listeners to really (laughs) get one over on you? Get mad about how they're the biggest mall in America? No. King of Prussia Mall is fantastic, but I did- spend a lot of time there growing up and it really is a very specific experience being in the mall and being like anything could be happening outside of this mall you could be here for hours and hours and hours what is time time sort of moves differently in the mall like i think it's a really place that's rife for a lot of horror because it's like there's just something about the fluorescence and the space and the stores it's it's very it's a very weird liminal space i went to plenty of malls growing up i i don't think they're very scary i broke into a mall once that was like a closed mall oh um very bad teenagers i'm learning so many things about you oh wow (laughs) can i tell my mall of america story a bigger mall if you have to bring up the mall of america sure i guess when i was a teenager i was walking through the mall of america on holiday with my family and my mother was like, would you like to get your ears pierced? And I wasn't actively thinking about it, but I was like, I don't know, sure. And so I got my ears pierced for the first time at a like stand in the middle of the concourse at the Mall of America. That's a good Mall of concourse? America story. Is that what they're called? What are they called? I guess could they could be called concourses. It's I a big got mall. I got my ears pierced also at a big mall, the King of Prussia Mall, the second oh, wow. biggest mall. In Not America. as big as the Mall of America. Where I got However, my ears it's pierced. the biggest. Um, there's a word for it, but it's the biggest like 
retail only mall in America because the mall in America America is like an amusement park. We've all heard it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, But I did get my ears pierced with the piercing pagoda in the the King of Russia mall. So So, I'm with you. Let's move on from the mall dick measuring contest (laughs) to Park Plaza, which has five levels. It's a big ass mall. It's a pretty fucking big mall. It's a huge mall. The movie opens with a cold open of what is revealed to be a commercial, sorry, spoilers, of a robber, a robber man, getting his ass kicked by a robot. Yeah, this new security robot this mall is introducing. Is is the idea that it's the mall doing this or that the mall has hired an organization to fund these robots? Correct. I think this tech company, uh, what are they called? Securetronics <laughs> is wow. the name. Uh, Securetronics has, they're pitching Park Plaza Mall on their robot technology which is going to keep everyone safer you don't have to pay security guards because you invest in these robot system there's three of them they're going to protect park plaza mall they don't kill anybody that's specifically the whole thing they will only stun you and then they will also check your id badge. if they come up to you they'll check your id badge and if you have proper identification they won't do anything to you they'll just leave um they're called the protectors yes and everybody that we see in the mall is pretty um unsure about this as a concept but it seems to not matter the mall seems to be like no this is a great idea we're implementing them immediately so this opening scene let's talk about uh paul bartell and mary warnock are in this yeah does that mean anything to you no so paul bartell is like a weird director uh he made eating raul he's a I mean, like, a, a specific kind of gay icon. Um, Fascinating. He and Mary Warnov play, like, a married couple in a lot of movies in, like, a camp, like... That's so funny. John Waters, you way? They have, like, a Statler and Waldorf thing going on where, like, it keeps panning from the guy giving the presentation yeah, to yeah, them yeah. making, like, quips about how dumb this all is. Yeah, yeah, That makes even more sense. Thank you for introducing some context, because I was like... It it definitely comes across like two cameos because the camera is giving them too much love for it to no, be like for sure. these people are strangers Which is to wild us, because again, like <laughs> It's very weird. It's for cult film nerds. I wouldn't even call them like horror icons. Just they're just like just independent cult. film. Yeah. Like I love it. <laughs> it's interesting to me. Cause again, I don't know that that's the tone of this movie. Is for it to be so winky. This isn't like no. It's this a li- isn't Gremlins too. It's a little winky. It's a little winky, but I would say it's more winky towards Roger and Julie Corman more than anything else. Sure, like it's still like a slasher movie. Yes, you know. Again, Gremlins two is like a full on meta parody kind of thing. Yes, I agree. And this is no Gremlins two, but it is having a lot of fun. It is not Absolutely. very self serious. This is, is a fucking dour film. It's about killer robots. No, it's but and it, and it knows that it's like. Uh, it's having fun. I just want to mention Paul Bartel because I saw him and I was like, what the fuck? No, I love that. Thank you for the credits. The credits are after that. And then I saw them in it. And then also Dick Miller, the um, film icon. I don't know. He's like, yeah, he's just in a lot of movies. Yeah. He's he's in Joe Dante movies. I think we mentioned him in the terror. Yes. And he does feel very specifically, um, like a cameo here because he's in one scene that is a very iconic scene. He's a janitor. He's a janitor. Is he the first kill? No, he's the third because the oh. robot kills the people in the Security control room, room first. Yeah. Um, I do want to say really quick before we move on to the kills. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's a very interesting movie and I feel like this is very purposeful in that the score is very like what you'd expect from a um, 
movie about robots. It's Don't very, gloss over this. No, no, no. But it's very synth. But in the beginning of the movie, the first thing that happens, is what, as Evan mentioned, the um, this like commercial for like a robber stealing from a store. Oh, right. here comes the robot, and it like literally starts out with this like it feels like a very iconic like eighties slasher theme yeah like for the first literally five seconds and then there's like this one moment where it's like a robber stealing jewelry and then like five seconds later it's like and it starts doing like this synth robot score and then it's like that for the rest of the time and i just think that's really fun that it starts out and it's like a slasher movie and then it's like no a slasher movie about robots this score slaps it's amazing it's so good i don't know that it's gonna come again so we can talk about it here but like it's such a vibe. It's Again, if you like like electro synthy shit, it's like, menacing. Yeah, it's like repetitive in a way that makes it recognizable, but not in a way that is ever annoying. It's a very good score. I really liked it. Anyway, to set this up, there's three robots. They're the protectors. They protect them all. Do you want to hear about the robots from a behind the scenes point of view, or do you want to talk about them later? No, I mean just well, to just to mention. Yeah, yeah. They were um, fully remote operated. Oh, by sick. the staff, which were the staff. The by staff the, of the, the mall. Crew, the crew. <laughs> no, there is trivia about the staff of the mall later, but I want to talk about it. That's very fun. Um, but they were, two of them were remote operated by the crew. They would like, they would literally like just take them and remote operate. Drive them around. very fun. Um, I think that I expected because I watched Doctor Who and they remind me of the Daleks. Um, those, the Daleks, I believe, have people in them. I believe and so. that's what yeah. I expected with this, but no, they were remote sorry, operated. Sorry, 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 sorry. The new Who. The, the fucking yes, yes, Russell yes, yes. The Daleks from Russell yes. The, Not the 60s, 70s, 80s. Although I imagine those also have people in them. You think? What else would they be? Puppets. Puppets have people in them. That's existential. That's a difficult question. <laughs> Puppets have people in them. Anyway. Does Elmo have a person in him? A person's hand, but they're, bi- they're, the dogs are big. So Not that big. They're person sized Evan's never watched Doctor Who (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway the third was pulled on strings I just think that's really funny that they had to like the other two like a puppet that's a marionette and they were not pulled on strings a puppet what's the difference between a marionette and a puppet marionettes have strings but they weren't puppeting it like a marionette where you have it above and you're like moving it around the verb is puppet Sure. A marionette is a subsection of puppet. Okay. That's a specific kind of puppet that has strings. And then what they would do with this one was that they would put it somewhere and then they would pull it towards the camera on a string as if it were chasing someone. You get me? That makes sense. Okay. So that's, I just think it's funny. I think it's great that they were like, we got to fully remote operated. We can direct them around. We can make it do stuff. The third one, we just have to pull around like a little, you know toy i just think it's funny are you learning about daleks i'm trying to but we have to get back to the episode i'm trying to research daleks (laughs) these things if you are if you watch doctor who these things are very dalek uh coded in my opinion dalek coded yeah there's robots Mm -hmm. the presentation closes with nothing could possibly ever go wrong yeah and then the title chopping mall appears on screen which is very funny it's so funny and again whenever something like that happens it's like oh this movie knows what it is Oh, this movie knows what it is the whole time. There's but no I think, question. like, that's the first indication. Well, th- again, there's this cold open that is, like, semi-silly about this robot yes. killing this, or stopping this robber. Again, there's no killing. They're not supposed to be able to kill. No, they just stun uh, But it's like, nothing could ever go wrong. And then it's, like, chopping mall. Yeah. And then there's, like, a the credit sequence is stuff going around the mall. Like, just, like, the life of the mall. 
yeah. which is kind of goofy. They're and like little funny. ecosystems. Malls are crazy. Malls are crazy, but it's again, it's funny in a charming way. Yes, and it just makes me think like this movie knows right away like this isn't trying to be John Carpenter's Halloween, no, which is a, no, 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 a no. serious movie. Like this movie knows that it's a 1983 slasher and is trying to be fun. Absolutely. Can I say one more thing about robots? We're going to talk about the robots the whole time. I just want to sure. say it, just because I think it's ridiculous. Again, this movie knows this. It's not a. This is not a criticism of the movie. I just think it's interesting, and it does. It doesn't really come up later, but it's relevant to the whole idea of having robots as uh, law enforcement. For is sure. that the whole thing with the robber, the little jewel, the little jewel thief, in the beginning, in the commercial, in the commercial. He seems hesitant to, like, do anything to this robot. The suggestion being that, like, if you are robbing a mall and a robot came up to you and was like, reach reach for the sky, put your hands up, that you'd be like, oh, shit, this robot's going to get me. I feel that if you, if I was robbing a a mall, if I was desperate enough to go to a mall. A thing you want to do. And, like, steal jewelry because I was like, I need cold hard cash right now. If you need cash, you should steal cash. Sure. I need jewels. If a robot came up to me, I would kick that robot over in a hot second. I would blow it up. I would shoot it with a gun because it's a robot. It's not a human. If a human security guard came up to me, I would be hesitant about killing that security guard. Because you don't take a life. Not even morally, but like if you go to jail for, if you get arrested for stealing jewelry, that's petty crime. You'll go to jail for a. I mean, I don't have to go to jail. Maybe even just get a fine. If you kill a man, go to jail for. If you kill a man, that's life. So like, it's good to have human beings as security guards because people will not kill them. They don't want it. They, the jump from I'm stealing from a mall to I'm a murderer is very large. I mean, the jump. We- Talking about the logic here, I think the logic is that you buy the robots and then you don't have to pay them. Whereas you have to pay I a person. Yes. I would think it'd be more expensive because you have to get them serviced. Do you? If in this imaginary They don't talk about maintenance in Sure, this. <laughs> in this imaginary world where you create a robot and it never needs um but you have to also have to pay the security people. You're still paying security people to run the robots from the safety and the confines of their own little office. Don't they do that anyway? No, this is a special company, as we as you said. They hired this company to come in. The security guards okay, aren't so they, running the robots. They have that security room where they have all the monitors. I mean, that's like a... That's not just from this movie. Like, I feel like malls, building, office buildings. Like, there's like a room where you have a monitor sure, with all the security cameras. But that might be your own security team. And you would cycle... This is like a security situation. Is that you might have five people on per night. And two of them run the cameras. And three of them walk the mall. And then you like switch on and off probably. Sure. This no, is a- I don't think people who work. I, I think those are different jobs. Really? Yeah. Either way, you've got two different kinds of employees then and you have two on, two off, two on, three, whatever. Now you have two, I think two scientists who I imagine you have to pay Just more. computer dudes. They're, they are specifically, they're not just security guys though. They are specifically, they work for this company. Right. But I think they operate the computers. I think that's the difference between like an 83 movie and like a 2003 movie sure, is that like fair. these are computer dudes because computers was like a specialized thing right right i'm just saying 
I don't think it works. I don't think it's a good choice. I think that if anyone out there is sure. like, should I get robots for my mall? I think you should not do it because I think that the difference between having like a human being, this is like, you're getting into like the whole point of this movie, right? Which is like, yes, being anti-technology. Like I it's, think a, this movie it's a bad idea to replace people with machines because machines are unpredictable. And this movie agrees that you should hire a security guard. It just but also have a robot. I just genuinely think I was watching his little presentation in the beginning and I was like, this is the worst idea ever because what's stopping any petty thief from just being like, fuck you, fuck robot. A robot. Yeah. Like, no. You're, you're right. You're shot in the head. Done. Like You're right. No, you know what I mean? Especially because the robot's not trying to kill you. It, again, in the premise of this presentation, the, the Securetronics. Robot- are saying the robots can't kill. Cannot kill. So it's like, if this petty thief is like, I'm going to get caught, I'm just going to destroy this robot. And then maybe I'll get away. Yeah, with my jewels. For sure. So just right. saying, <laughs> again, I, you're right. I think this movie knows that. It was just my main thought watching the presentation at the beginning that I was like, this is just a bad, dumb idea. We're five minutes into this movie. I just had a lot to say about the concept <laughs> of robots as security guards. Uh, that's okay, because I don't think we're going to go, like, that in-depth of the plot. No. So there's a party happening. And Three sets of, not teens, they're, like, adults. Like, 20-somethings. Yeah. They're all, some of them meet at the party. Yes. So there's, there's a party happening tonight from the people who work at the mall. They're going to hang out at the mall until closing. They're going to have sex in the furniture store. Which is crazy. It's hilarious. I love it. Hey, folks, when you go into a furniture store to buy a mattress, do you think like, oh, man, the employees fuck on this bed? Because I never thought about that before this movie. Yeah, maybe, like, they, maybe they do. Maybe they are. Maybe they do. And I never thought about it. Yeah. I will say right away about these, these uh, I want to call them teens because that's the vibe they're that they're giving. People. These young adults is that, A, so there's a, a married couple. There's a firmly together couple. No, there's four sets. Because there's the married couple, there's the sexy couple, there's the chill together couple, and then there's the new people who are not together yet. Yes. The married couple, they are mechanics. They have like a mechanic business. That's like their whole thing. Which only comes up later because they know how to use like fuel and tools. Technology. Yeah, technology for the 80s. Like, I would say specifically more like fuel. That's how she knows how to make Molotov cocktails. Machines. Yes. They know, they know machines. And then there's the sexy couple. They're the slutty ones. They love to have sex. That's their whole thing. They they die first. Don't slut shame them. They love to have sex. That's fine. Um, Again, I just want to lay down on a mattress in a mattress store and be like, the employees, the employees fuck on this a lot. Yeah. Which they do. That's like their whole thing. And then there's two girls, Allison and Susie, who are kind of like the first girls. Barbara Crampton, by the way. Barbara Crampton. Horror icon. Amazing. I loved, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I know her. It was great. This she, is the second film we've covered on the podcast where she goes topless, which is yes. not crazy, but it is weird that it's happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is like the less slutty one, but still not the main character. She's an 80s lady. She's just trying to have fun. She's having fun. 
And there's a very cute scene, her and Allison, who's kind of our main character. She's it is her first day, first week on the job. Yeah. This is the end of her first week right. at the mall. They work she at like a little Italian, di- like a, Itali- it's specifically Italian. But like an Italian diner. The it's chef like, is like, oh my God, what, the, what are you ladies doing? Please take the food at while it's hot. Like really it's Italian, but it's like, it. a, it's like a greasy spoon kind of place. Yes, which is so interesting that it's specifically Italian, but it is an Italian diner style yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're joking with each other. They're like, oh, that's a regular watch your hands watch your your body when you get close to him he's gonna squeeze you um but they have a really 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 cute interaction where Susie is trying to convince Allison to come to this party she's yeah. like I've got a guy for you we're all excited about you the two of you meeting we think you're gonna hit it off and then she goes come on babe and then they both say like as if it's an inside joke which maybe it is and I just don't know about it but they both at the same time go it, it is, is babe, babe right? isn't it it's yeah, so yeah. cute it's such a cute moment i love it it charmed me to these characters i agree it's an inspired way to be like let us into them as characters without yeah yeah and then it's the three boys who work at the furniture store and they're saying the same thing these two guys they're excited to like introduce furry to this girl um and then we see the married couple they also really charmed me right away there's like they're in a hotel room i guess on their way there they've like promised Susie that they're gonna come to this party and they have this cute little interaction where like she's coming to bed in her lingerie and they have some little back and forth it's just really cute i like all these characters i like them a lot for a slasher where you're like all these people are gonna fucking die and they're all coupled up and it's like three of them are blonde it's like you would never think you'd tell them apart it's so weirdly maybe we did just get married maybe i'm just feeling romantic but like i literally i felt no 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 i think these characters especially for a slasher we've watched a lot of not just slashers but like 78 to 85 slashers where it's just like and i think about when we watched all of the friday the 13th yeah exactly and it's like another group of six people and i couldn't tell you at like during the credits i'd be like who was what wait there was a girl named Angela like I would never fucking know like I truly have no idea whereas in this I don't know their names besides Susie and Allison and Ferdy but I still felt really like they were all very realized and I knew who all the couples were absolutely and I just felt like I knew them and it was a very interesting experience in such a throwaway kind of movie where it's like they're all gonna die anyway that i was like no all these characters feel very unique to me leslie's the third girl mike is the mattress king mm. i don't remember the couple the that's all i know off, off my top of head um i don't know like <laughs> here's the thing they get locked in yeah the robots the first kill is that um dick miller is the janitor yeah he's and he's like him. man i don't want to fucking deal with these robots he doesn't show them his idea because he's like, I don't need to show you a fucking ID. Yeah. And then... He's cleaning up a big mess, so he's already irritated. And the robot knocks over a thing and makes a bigger mess. Yeah. It uses its stun gun and it shocks him and electrocutes him. Well, it's, this thing, the stun gun is supposed to hit you and stun you, but the robot throws out its stun gun and it lands in the liquid. Yeah. And that is what electrocutes him. So there's almost a little bit of like a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Where you're like, maybe it was an accident. Maybe the robot is just malfunctioning. But. And then the robot straight up murders the, is it Mike? Yeah. Mike Mike goes to get cigarettes. And his girlfriend. Yeah, so let's talk about it now. Why do these robots kill people? Um, I wrote down, uh, do they have a goal? Because (laughs) I don't know. Before they kill 
the janitor. Mike. Oh, the janitor. They do kill their oh, well, supervisors. that's because of porn. This I also wrote down this robot's anti-sex work. This so robot the, hates hates. Sluts. This guy's looking at like a Playboy magazine, like a yeah. just like a porno mag. Yeah, and he's like, "You should die." And kills the security guy. Yeah, and then he kills the security guy's assistant. Um, and Why then, is there? I assume to not get caught. Like it's like, oh shit! I killed the master. Now I have to kill the servant, or else I'll get discovered. Now I have to go out into the mall. Oh no! I've killed another person. I again, the motive is very. Uh, unclear. I don't know why the robots are doing any of this. I don't know why they are there. I think the suggestion is just that this is what robots do if they're given free reign is they'll just murder people. I think you're right, but also what? It's fine. I'm not worried about it. Secure Tronics told me that they're safe. And they're just not. <laughs> they lied. <laughs> uh, they... You think they would do that? They'd go to the employees and tell <laughs> lies? lies. Um, yes, I think that they lied because I think that like again, there's only so far you can go where it's like, oh no, this is an accident, or they just want to be free, or something, because they kill... Well, I guess the thing about Mike is that, like, the suggestion could be, except for the janitor and the security... So there's two separate things here. The robot kills the security guard and the janitors, or the two security guards and the janitor, out of malfunction. Yep. Then it goes and kills the t- the the young adults, because they are technically breaking the rules, which is that they're in... The mall after, after hours. They're running around without their clothes on. There's like a lot of stunts. Right, Mike doesn't have his ID. He does have his ID. He doesn't show. Him. He does. Then why does it behead him? Because it's not playing by the rules. Not great. He's not. He's not wearing a shirt. And the robot comes up and is like, "What the fuck?" And he does reach into his back pocket and pull out his ID, but it doesn't work. And the robot slits his throat. Um, and then his girlfriend goes to find him. She also dies. There's just a point where they're all wrapped in sheets because they're all post-coital. Yeah. Very funny, running around in sheets. There is a, one moment I want to talk about before this, which is that obviously Ferdy and uh, Allison. Allison have their meet-cute and they totally hit it off. They're super into each other. And while everyone else is fucking, they're watching, um, do you remember the name of the movie? No. They're watching this crab monster movie that's a Roger Corman movie. Yes. I think that's fun. I always love that. Love a little, like... I agree. Nod. Um, but they're really into each other. They hit it off right away. But they're not ready to fuck. Right no, no. Away. But they kiss. They hook up. Sure, sure, sure. They're not, like, you know... They're not valuable. No, no, no. They're but not what everyone else is. But they doing. have this the spices there, for sure. Um, I don't remember how they find out. I guess they just go explore it and find the bodies, and they're horrified, and then there's a lot of running around. No, Leslie finds Mike's body, and then... Um, they're, like, all at the window of the mattress store, which is where they're hanging out. And then, like, the ro- they see the robots. And the robot, like, blows up the window. Oh, yeah. Like, that they're all at. They're like, ah. But they, there's a lot of, like, I loved it. Like, when people, like, she's in a sheet and she, like, falls over a table with, like, lots of sparks. Just a lot of stunts. Very fun. Also, sorry. Every time the robots kill somebody, they say, thank you, have a nice day. Which yes. is. Yes. It never stops being funny. It's hilarious. It's very on the nose, but it got a, a sensible chuckle out of me every time. Yeah, it's real good. And sets up a good, like, yeah, you yeah. know, final act moment. Yeah, from this point, they're... So then they all they all unionize, right? Yeah, like, the, what the plot is there? Like, the girls split up, but then they get back together. The girls are supposed to... This was the point where I was they like, crawl oh, through I the my eyes. They're supposed to leave. They're supposed to go to the parking garage. The boys are going to handle it, but they've got guns. They go to Peck and Paws Sporting Goods, which yeah. 
Man, fucking America. You go to the mall and buy a shotgun. But you know what? Uh, the guns don't really work against these yeah, robots. Yeah, because they're robots. They're like, they've got shotguns. They don't have flesh. No, it doesn't really work. So then the girls, specifically Susie, Susie's like, I need, to, I need to help the boys. I need to help my boyfriend. He's useless without me, which she's probably right. They go back. I don't remember if anyone dies. Leslie's head gets blown up. It's sick. It's a good head explosion. Who's this? Oh, Leslie's. Leslie's Mike's girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. So then they're down to six. I believe then... Susie the... gets lit on fire. I think her boyfriend dies first. Oh. I don't remember. One of the two of them dies first. Oh. It's just crazy the way Susie dies because it's very bad. They... There's a point where Susie and the married girl and Allison go to a store and they start making... Molotov Molotov cocktails. Hi, it's Evan from the future. Popping in to tell you that we're about to have a conversation about Molotov cocktails that is factually incorrect. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Conversation's entertaining, though. Just don't listen to me. I don't know anything about physics. I studied English in college. Enjoy. Molotov cocktails. Molotov cocktails, but with, like, tins? Like those metal uh, tins of gasoline. Which I don't feel like that would work. Yeah, it would work. I don't feel... I feel like the whole point of a Molotov cocktail is that you throw it and the bottle breaks and that's what spreads the fire. Anything combustible would work. But you can't throw this... Why not? One, I don't actually think there's enough force behind it to break the tin can. No, no, no. It wouldn't break it, but the explosion would. But how does... It would take such a long time to explode. Again, the whole point of like, when you have a Molotov cocktail, right, you set the... Um, you the rag on fire. The rag is soaked in gasoline or alcohol. Or alcohol. You stuff it in the typically thing. alcohol, not gasoline. <laughs> you light the rag on fire and then you throw it, and the bottle shatters, and all of the liquid that was in the bottle and catches the flame on fire. Catches on fire. If you take this tin of gasoline of gasoline and you throw it, it's not going to break. So then you have to wait until no, there's no gunpowder, so there's not going to be an explosion. The only point of a Molotov cocktail is to start a fire, not to cause an explosion. Okay. Picture like if the rag is just burning down and it gets into the rest of the gasoline, there's nothing to cause an explosion. It will explode. It will not explode. How? Because uh, fire, the combustion. Only if the, it only if it's completely shut up tight, but it's not. If it's I set hole. a bottle on this table of alcohol, mm-hmm. the table in between us, uh-huh. and I lit a rag on fire. And it the, would burn and the entire rag down, down and it would hit the alcohol and that bottle would explode because the, uh, I don't know the physics, but like sure, sure. the fire of the alcohol it creates would... gas and air and it would explode the, co- yeah, gas. like it would, ex- it expands. I think one, it's not an, for a, t- uh, a tin, like a piece of metal, a metal container. I don't think that the force is enough to explode the metal container. Well, one, gasoline is more combustible than alcohol. Sure. Two. The tins that those are in, this is a wild tank. You have to wait. The tins that those are in are not that, like, uh, powerful. Like I Maybe I'm, I'm picturing, like, if I had a tin of gasoline. One, also, the other aspect is that with a Molotov cocktail, you don't have to wait for the fire to burn down the entire rag. No, because you explode, you throw it. Right. So that... I think these are very poorly done because they like push them towards the robots and then you have to wait for it to burn down the entire rag to get to the inside and then hope that the combustion that happens when the fire hits the gas is enough 
to shatter the tin. But then as you said when watching the movie, then it sends shrapnel everywhere and you could die. For sure. So like, I just think it's very bad. I think if you're going to do a Molotov cocktail, do a glass. I'm sorry that I'm picking so many holes in this movie. I really enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, I just have notes. Um, but they throw, they try to throw one of their little Molotov tins and it doesn't really work. It does start a fire. And then Susie gets set on fire yes. and dies. Burns to death. Burns to death. Very fucked up. Great uh, stunt team. Shout out to the stunt team. Oh, it looks amazing. All of the stunts in this are so fucking good. They're so good. God, there's so many quotes we're missing too. I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, there's just, I, I wrote down, they have guns and Molotov cocktails and neither one are doing anything. If they, you know how to shoot that if thing? If they were fighting. Yeah, I saw Dirty Harry 24 times. Oh yeah, that's What's pretty. that? Robot blood. <laughs> uh, if they were fighting humans, they would have it on fucking lock. They would be destroying these serial killers. However, they're very bad at fighting robots. At one point, I don't remember how the married couple dies. They're down to four now. I don't remember how the other no, two girls, the girl and the guy. Um, sad because I really liked them. There's a point where they're sitting in the little diner and the girl is calculating how much money they owe them all. And it's something like, it's, mi- so it's funny. millions of dollars. It's so sad. I'm like, they're not going to make And they're mad that the girls like left safety and. Yeah. And they're like, well, we needed to save you, which they're right. Um, they decide that they're going to go to the master computer and shut it down, which is like the only way to stop the robots. Yes. And there's a, there is a good moment where I believe Ferdy still has a gun and he shoots a robot and the robot's lasers are incapacitated because that's the a part of this, right? Is that the, yes. they not only have a little shocker, they've got lasers in which they're shooting people with. Specifically that they're supposed to be able to like cut through walls and shit to yeah. like pursue a felon. Right. And they're using that to great effect hunting these teens. They also use the uh robots lasers against them because they use like mannequins to distract them and then mirrors to like bounce them back at yeah, them which is the, fun they're doing as well as they can but these robots really have a the advantage on them because there's one point also where they get a robot and they're like okay one down two to go and then that robot like gets back up and they're back down to three again yeah yeah um so then there's a point where it's only Susie. this movie's fun sorry not Susie. only allison allison she blows up the paint shop with the robot inside. That's fun. Oh, yeah. she She's really desperate at this point. And she just goes into the paint shop and she just throws so much turpentine on the floor. And then she it's lures sick. the robot in and blows it up. It's very good. It's a good, like, real explosion. Like, I that's agree. real fire. Oh, my God. Again, everything in this stunts-wise and... Effects. Effects-wise is amazing. The robots are pretty good. Like, I really like them. And meanwhile, um, the score slaps. It's all very, it's all very fun and good. Listen, and we are nitpicking Allison. the hell out of this movie. This movie is really fun to watch. Listen, you can't nitpick a movie that's bad because then you're just like, it's bad. Whereas nitpicking a great movie, it's this movie's it's, so fucking fun. I love it. I'm a, I had a great time. And then Ferdy's alive at the end, and he right, and he's Allison, nursing his head injury with a toilet paper roll. Which yeah, is very oh right, funny. he falls backwards and hits his head. She thinks he's dead, but he's got a. It's very, it's very cute. Nice shot, Dad's a Marine. Oh yeah, her dad's a Marine. It's a very touching ending. I actually really believe in them. I think that they're very funny because like... The film ends literally with them embracing. Yeah. And she's got like tears in her eyes. There's something that's like, again, this is very deep for this movie, which could be really dumb, but like they met tonight. They really, really, really hit it off. And I think more than anything... And they went through like such a, like a ordeal. A, a trial together. But when she thinks he's dead, there's this really sad element of like... Allison is just like, I met him tonight and I re- we really hit it off and we really could have been something and now we'll never get that. We'll never know. And then so seeing him alive at the end, there's just something really touching about like, now they'll get their shot. 
I agree. That, like, I found genuinely moving. Like, it was lovely. I agree. I agree completely. It's shocking. I was, I never thought that I would be, feel so tenderly towards this movie, and I really loved it. Character freeze frame credits, which I love. I always love when it's like, check out this actor. And yes. It's like a oh, little in the, clip. In the, yeah, in the yeah. credits. I love that. Oh, it's so fun. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Have a nice day. Is the, Under 80 sh- minutes. This is a short ass movie. It's short. You feel it in the right way where you're like, oh, we're moving. I loved it. I really like, I really genuinely recommend it. Fun ass movie. Big yeah. fan. Highly recommend. Yep. I think I said on the last episode that I thought this was controversial. I don't know what I was mixing it up with because this movie rocks. I agree. I thought it was controversial as well. I must just be thinking of one of those other like... Um, Something else. I don't know what. Not Summer Party Massacre, but another one that's like that. That's you know, like... Blood uh, Sucking Freaks or something. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Some, one of those other slashers. There's definitely something that's more controversial, but I'm glad it isn't this because I love it. Um, I mentioned most of my trivia facts already, but the one that I just think is funny that they mention in the IMDb trivia so many times is that... This movie filmed in a real mall. Uh, I assume so. Yeah. Um, They were on incredible terms with the mall's owner, (laughs) who was like, give them whatever they want. Have a great fucking time. I love this idea. Have fun. Enjoy. Here's my man, Mr. Security Guard. Uh, He'll get you everything you need. And the security guard was like, I fucking hate you. I hate <gasps> all of you so much. Get out of my mall. I am, oh my God, I despise you. He was so furious about like everything that they did that was wrong. He was like, get out of here. Like leave everything exactly how you found it. I just, I think it's funny. They talked a lot about how they were just like, they got a lot of flack from the security guy, but a lot of support from the owner. That's hilarious. So it was kind of coming at them from both sides, which I think is very funny. It's actually a very classic situation. I feel like to have the owner be like, Oh my god, I love it. But like they're in their office in LA. Like it's also so Corman that's like yes, he has a connection, and then like the people on the ground are like, what the fuck? Come exactly, on, exactly, exactly. And and I mean, there was a lot of like Corman and Julie in this, obviously, of just like getting it made. But that everybody was really excited about it. Yes, everybody was like the enthusiasm, enthusiastic, and they showed Julie the script, and she immediately was like, amazing, I love it. Like, there was just a lot of really genuinely positive vibes Absolutely. in this production. Everybody just seemed really excited to be there. Originally, I don't remember the name of the woman they cast originally as... Um, Allison. Susie. Either Allison Leslie. or Leslie. I'm just name a woman now. Who would not do nude work. Oh. And then the and then the person they ended up hiring was like, oh yeah, I love to do nude work. I do it all the time. And they were I just think like, only Leslie and Susie are topless. I think you're right. But it wasn't Barbara Crampton, so I think it must have been Leslie. I don't think Barbara Crampton cares about taking her right. off. <laughs> no, no, but neither did neither did the woman who played Leslie. Yeah, yeah. And it was just that it was like really quickly they got the person out who was not into it and brought somebody in who was like, I love it, I'm ready. Like, tell me when to take my top off. Which I think is nice. I I, I obviously think like everybody should have their boundaries. And I'm For sure. glad I'm always glad to hear a story where somebody who was uncomfortable left the production and was like, I don't want to be involved. And they replaced with somebody who was very excited and game to be there. Okay. Hopefully she got like another job somewhere else or like bought out like of her deal. Like, you know, hopefully she was well compensated. Right. Like she established her boundaries and wasn't punished for it. No, it seems like it was just like, that isn't like, you know, we're making this kind of movie. And I don't, I don't think she was ever filming. I think it was just that she was brought in and then she read the script and then she was like, no, thank you. And they were like, okay, great. So like, you know, yeah. I just always like think it's nice when they bring in somebody who's like Absolutely. super excited about it. Are you ready to smell like pepperoni? I like pepperoni. Oh yeah. So romantic. 
Again, I think that there's like some genuinely nice romantic stuff going on in this movie. I was genuinely sad whenever a couple would die because I was like, I believe in you guys. <laughs> like genuinely, yeah. you guys are a good couple. So normally this is when we would roll the roulette, um, but we are not going to do a roulette pick uh, this time because we've had a recommendation from a listener. We are going to watch anything for Jackson. Yeah. Right? Is this the Shutter? It's on Shutter. Nice. It's from 2020 mm-hmm. by Justin Dick. And yeah, this, this was suggested by Claire Duplis on Twitter, who has already recommended a movie to us that we loved. So I'm very excited to watch another recommendation. Yeah. I love doing recommendations. I love hearing from all of you guys and, uh, you know. Pe- We've had recommendations in the past and we would love more in the future. Yeah. And we've had a long stretch of roulette pick, I feel like. We have. And a pretty successful year. Honestly, 2022 has been pretty good for the roulette so far. I agree. I think we've had a pretty good time. Um, a lot of winners. So I'm excited to do a recommendation. Yeah. I have. I didn't hear about this until I got the recommendation, so I'm excited. To I heard of it in something. 2020, and I we haven't seen it, so excited to watch it. I'm excited. The premise seems terrifying and bananas. I can't wait. I'm excited. We're hoping that we'll be we're back in the studio. I don't know if you could tell. Probably not because nobody cares about the audio as much as I do. <laughs> um, but we're back in our studio. The flooding is completed. We're married now. We can talk about being married. We don't have to pretend like you know we're not. Uh, and hopefully we'll be back on a more regular schedule for yeah, I feel spooky like season. New Era. We're back in the studio. We're married. It's time to dive into spooky season. Like it's we're not going to go a month without an episode. Like we have been all year. I hope not. I hope that we can be back in the swing now. We can just fucking do it. Let's do it. It's on us. Let's do it. It's our responsibility as podcasters. (laughs) True. Again, I was really gushy last time. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for sticking with us amidst some of the scheduling difficulties and logistical difficulties you've had. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've been here... For an episode, if you've been here for 160 You're going to gush again. <laughs> I'm going to cut it out. Uh, Two weeks in a row. I'm just, uh, I love doing this podcast. I love that people listen to our podcast. And I would do anything for Jackson. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see what that means next week. I can't week. wait. I can't wait. As always, you can check us out on our website, nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook, at Now Screaming. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review. And check us out on your podcatcher of choice, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever yeah. dreams may come. And let's let's talk more on Twitter, because I'm seeing a lot of this now screaming Prime Video thing. I'm not happy about it. I don't want Prime Video to steal our our, our spotlight, our light, um, our wonderful name. I'm pretty pissed at Bezos. Hey, Jeff Bezos, give us some fucking money, Get man. off our backs. We came up with uh, so, Now Screaming first. Wait, years and years ago. So uh, it's time to make Now Screaming bigger than Now Screaming Prime Video. Let's take that motherfucker down. Uh, let's let's make him bigger. Let's make us bigger than him. That would, I would my, love to be bigger dream. than Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Listen, listen, folks. If you find a way to make us bigger than Jeff Bezos, <laughs> I will give you a podcast every fucking day. Yeah, seriously. Honestly, that's so true. And here's the thing. Listening to Now Screaming is now actively... It's a revolutionary act. Revolutionary act against Jeff Bezos, whom we all hate. So tell your friends, if they're going to listen or care about One Now Screaming this season, make it us. And not Amazon. Yeah. Thank you, as always, to Wes Craven, who's Wes Craven's new nightmare we saw at a midnight movie at the Music Box a couple days ago. Yes, we did. 
but also to Barbara Crampton, Scream Queen extraordinaire, who has more than, I think, even most Scream Queens embraced her role in horror and continues to go to cons, show up on Shudder things. Like, Barbara Crampton loves that she is a horror icon. I love it. And she is, and I love her. I love love whenever she's in the movie. Again, I was so thrilled to see her. When she shows up on the screen, I was like, oh my God. Absolutely. amazing. Huge Barbara Crampton fans over here. Love it. Uh, thank you and have a nice day. And stay spooky. Stay spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and have a nice day. (laughs) 